0: You're listening to Building the Game with Rob and Jason. It's Building the Game.
1: Still on me. Wow, oh, that is tangy, tangy. What, what, what Snapple are raspberry iced tea. Snapple raspberry iced tea. I've never tried it before.
0: Snapple. This makes seven fifty seven. Seven fifty seven. Snapple raspberry. Yeah. yeah, iced tea. Tastes like
1: crap, but it's hot.
0: We should just so. start. We should just go, man. We should just like screw intros. Yeah, we don't need an intro. Let's just hey. call this the beginning of the welcome.
1: Episode. Yeah, Rob is sick. We're both here. This is episode three sixty three is it yeah uh, thank you probably what I mean. yeah whatever uh, this care. is a monday i'm you not know, even gonna to check it? what it was it's today's... monday oh no no i know this yeah. this is monday may 13th may 13th
0: oh dang dude i right. know
1: this because we're recording again next week yeah. for two episodes with interviews that are going to be amazing so you're yeah. really excited about that yeah um, um so i sound terrible you do. i'm sorry everybody we had to postpone, like crap. postpone one day because
0: i i really couldn't talk this is this is the best my voice has been in a few days.
1: So, um, yeah. So the bad news about this episode is, well, I wanted Rob to record a spoiler cast about Endgame. Not, not for, we. if we publish something like that, uh-huh. we will, it will be called Endgame Spoiler Cast and it will be a right. bonus episode. And right. we'd never do that with the main episode. Yeah. Um, but Rob hasn't seen it yet because he's been sick and because he sucks. I've seen it right. twice now. Yeah. I saw it two days in a row because uh, I saw it and my mom wanted to see it and I was like, mm-hmm. let's go see it again. Yeah. Um. I'll tell you what. I, for for as much that I mean, it's a three hour movie, right? Yeah, so two yeah, things: yeah. one, it's real fast. Like everybody's been saying that you like, you don't it's feel been it three hours. Like I could have yeah. sat through a lot more movie really? than that. That's good. Um, I'm, I, everybody has said that, and I'm glad to hear that. In in two w- with so many of the Marvel movies, it's like Easter eggs, right? Like yeah. In this one, like because we got done watching it the second time, and my mom was like, "Did you see a lot of things that you missed the first time?" And I was like, "No, like one oh, or really? two things that really like." Like how did I not notice that the first time? But they mm. weren't super important. Um but that shocked me. Like yeah. like I don't know, I was very present in the movie, I guess. Like really like it just kind of draws you in. Um okay. So good. um yeah, and it's still getting good reviews. This is this is not about the movie. Um but monetarily, mm. the movie has been well. out for 11 days. <laughs> it is the second highest-grossing movie of all time worldwide. Yeah. yeah. It's only 500 million million away from Avatar. Yeah. Uh, which has held the rank for 10 years. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think it's going to take it out, which is great, because Avatar is stupid. And they're mm-hmm. making four more Avatar movies. Why? Mm-hmm. Why? It's been 10 years. No one cares. I bet you. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to bet that the first one flops, and if it doesn't, the second one definitely will. Yeah. Because people are going to see the next one and be like, I don't get it.
0: Yeah, I have zero interest in no. seeing any more Avatar movies. No.
1: Unless those trailers m- make it look like an entirely different right. story. And then different... I'll probably just rent it. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So speaking of trailers, uh-huh. I assume you've seen the new uh, Star Wars trailer? Uh, I don't think I did wait. yet. Wait, 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 wait. wait.
0: What? I don't think I watched that yet. Did I? Wait, 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 wait. Because there's the one where Ray flips over the, the typewriter, yeah. right? Is that the one you're talking yeah. about? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah but the end
1: it. is the important part, right? What's the end? What's the end, man? What's the end? The laugh.
0: Uh, oh, yeah, that um, apparently um, um, um,
1: Snoke is back? No. That's Palpatine laughing. Oh. Palpatine's back, baby. Well, is he back? Um... I think he is. Well, okay. He may be a force ghost or something. Yeah, But like, I mean, like that was Ian McDermott laughing. I thought that was Snoke. No, that wasn't Snoke. That was for sure Palpatine. Because the shot where you see it, they're actually looking at the eye of the second Death Star that Mm. crashed on the planet. Uh-oh. So, and Luke Skywalker says no one's ever really gone and you hear that. <laughs> and oh my gosh, I was so excited. Yeah. The title's a little wonky, The Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Sky- yeah. Um, yeah. The, the whole idea though, right, is this is the last movie of the Skywalker saga. Right. If you want to give it the name Skywalker, I'm good with that. Uh I I still if they if they cuz the one thing that I thought was was
0: really really the best choice, the like the absolute right choice to make from because i didn't like last jedi right that's right i loved it but i, I, I mean there I were
1: scenes that i absolutely hated but right. that's every star wars movie i didn't movie.
0: hate it but I, I felt like it was one of the worst star wars movies um uh the one thing that i thought was the, was really absolutely the right choice was was the whole ray you're you're nobody right. you right. are a nobody Good, Your parents good luck are with nobodies. That. and and they're and they're totally going to retcon that and and maybe
1: i'm, I'm he, really so jj J. J. abrams jj J. abrams said in an interview that he will make sure not to take, take away the weight of that with what they're going to do. Yeah. The, the coolest theory I read going forward, which I, I love, but I hate, right? Uh-huh. Because I'm a big fan of of Jedi, right? Like the term Jedi. Uh-huh. Um, The the big theory I heard was that Luke was the last Jedi and Rey is the first, somebody had originally said Rey's like the oh. first Jedi, lowercase j, but they said, what if- It's a new title, a new Skywalker. Skywalker's being because the jedi were good and the sith were bad yeah but what if the skywalker is the, the balance I mean, right yeah that could that's um, a different way to get to turn that so, into a
0: title rather than a name right i that be, i'd be fine with yeah, uh, yeah
1: yeah i mean i could see a lot of fanboys being real mad about it but whatever um yeah fanboys get mad about stupid so. stuff and then also Game of Thrones. So Game of Thrones. Yeah. Um, Are we going to let's we not do? spoil it? No no no, 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 no. But um. So we're not. Don't worry. We're not going to spoil it. But no. I'm wondering: um, should we do a prediction, separate
0: prediction episode, um, or should we do like a an after once it's all done? Should we come back in here and do like a
1: oh once Game of Thrones is done, done? Yeah, let's do a bonus episode when it's yeah. done and talk about all our feelings about okay. it. But I've been enjoying it. I have um, to. Yeah. They still. They spent so much time in the early seasons. Making you feel like everything was so far apart, yeah. And now they've they've taken away the timetable, and everything is very close, right? And I understand why they're doing that, right. and I'm actually okay with it. They started that in season six. Yeah, it's yeah. just confusing. Um, it is. People, there's some stuff in the last episode that happens where it's like, wait, how are they there? But this is there, and um, yeah. So uh, yeah, people travel all the way across Westeros, and in you know you know in
0: basically there, there's there's an interim scene and then people are on the other side of the continent right, right?
1: I, I will say though there were two people that had a conversation
0: during the last episode yeah i know exactly what we're talking yeah. about right that that caused my wife and i to get into a fight
1: i'm gonna and i am on their side uh, yeah and i'm guessing she is not she is not but so you and i can talk yeah, about that good note recording i was just curious your opinion on that so yeah. and if you if you've seen the show you know exactly what we're talking about yep I side with uh, with those people um, <clears throat> because I just think that it. it I, yeah. I see where they're coming from. Oh like, yeah, I get it. Hundred percent. So, um, you know, and I don't trust anything on that show. That how it's going to pan out? No, you can't. Um, so, but we've also talked before about
0: how, you know. There, there came the point when they didn't have the books to follow anymore, right. And things changed, right and, but, they, and it turned <clears throat> into a a Hollywood HBO production and was no longer the George R. 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 Martin style right. of storytelling.
1: but I don't necessarily know that that was I don't I everybody thinks George R. 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 Martin's amazing. and I've done a lot of reading. I haven't read the books, but I've read the storylines from all the books, yeah. like the differences. Every decision they've made to abandon those storylines, I've been like, "Thank goodness!" Oh, sure. Because that sounds like John at the wall, and how they explain, I'm just like, like, "Oh my gosh!" Yeah. Like I am. This doesn't make any sense. There's like lookalikes and all this weird. It's just it's stupid. Sure, sure. There's there's twice as many characters in the books right, right? like major i already characters. can't keep that many white people separate like <laughs> there's too many that. white dudes on that show that yeah. look the same i
0: read the first half of the first book and was like this is too much right this is too much
1: that's that's why they've done better at like they do a good job at casting the core cast to look different yeah like john you know or, or like a, right. a torment right? right or um even like jamie they've done a good now that he's got a beard he's right. but but so many of the characters on their show are just the same person. It's the same mm. like like middle earth white guy. Right. Over yeah. and over again. Um hey Yeah. Just it took sorry. me forever to realize who Jorah Mormont was because <laughs> like uh, but even though he's a main character, i just mean like that dude's like, one of my favorite actors. See, and I I really I love him in the show. I absolutely love yeah. him in the show. But like it took me two seasons to realize he wasn't like another white guy that was also there. So,
0: Ian Glenn, I think. Ian Glenn, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But
1: that's why I appreciate those characters like Averis or Grey Worm, people who look sure, different. Sure, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that you're like, hey, that's not that guy. Right,
0: yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, Ian Glenn, first thing I ever saw him do, he played Hamlet in Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. Oh, oh, was he? And he was an amazing. Oh, he she was, must have been young he then. He was really, yeah. really young, yeah, yeah. But he was an amazing Hamlet. Like, just manic and right, wild right. and he was great but i did watch wild sick for the last five days um yesterday i watched on netflix uh a chinese film called the wandering
1: earth i they heard that they just there's like a
0: blockbuster and they like low-key yeah.
1: under the radar released it's it. like
0: the the number one highest grossing earth maybe third highest grossing film in china whatever. Yeah. anyway is it good uh and it's based on a novel called the three body problem okay um which is which is a really really famous uh work of science fiction by a chinese author mm-hmm. and so it so i i had heard about the book a couple of years ago and uh we went on vacation last year and i said you know what let me let me try and let me, I, I need something to read on the plane in the airports and while we're, you know, whatever so let me let me get this and um and i uh, i i think i made it i Maybe a quarter of the way into the book, and I just gave up because it was just super, super tedious oh. and really boring. And it's it's definitely written from a different culture, right? And I was right. just not prepared for that. Not to say that's not a judgment on the book, but it was it, the, the pace of it was not what I was prepared for. So it was basically like a Tolkien book, because that's how I feel about those books too. <laughs> well, so They're incredibly tedious. It's, I mean, yeah, it's it's getting there, right? And and it's 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 built as this epic science science fiction uh, uh, story. And I, I'm, you know, the first quarter of the book is just this guy in some kind of weird VR setup um, exploring a a, a a strange landscape with weird weather patterns and diving deep into this culture. And I'm sure most theoretically all that would pay off later in, in some kind of allegorical way or something there, where yeah. I was like oh my God, and I skipped ahead like, you know, 20 pages or 30 pages and they're still in that same area. And I'm like, oh God, God. I just, I can't, I can't make it through this. And it's actually, side note on this, There's it's funny, it's it's really really well reviewed and and so much so that it's advertised that apparently even Obama read it, it's advertised with a quote from Obama as like, (laughs) holy, you know, this is this look, even though President Obama loved it and and Obama's quote is like super generic and neutral, which is like an interesting
1: story, right? It's <laughs> right. super like, non committal not because it's like so big in China. He didn't want to be like, Yeah, I didn't get it, right? So he's so like, This is interesting. They're not
0: putting it on there because it's a great quote, they're putting right. on there because it's Obama, right?
1: Because right. President Obama read it and didn't say this sucked. So maybe you'll right. be like,
0: We should probably right. read it. So I watched the movie out of curiosity. Uh, and so, so their book was The Three Body Problem. I think there's a trilogy there. The, um, the movie is called The Wandering Earth. Um, uh, if I maybe if I'd finished the book I would have known how those two things were the same story but nothing that was going <laughs> on in that movie <laughs> anything to do wow. with any part of the book that I read um, Oops. and like right from the beginning I was like what is going on this is uh, uh, and the movie was um, I'll say it was well made mm-hmm. uh, there was a lot of money on that screen Yeah, <laughs> and it was real dumb really oh, wow. dumb okay. and if and if it was in i don't know maybe something was lost in translation or maybe something was it translation from chinese to english or maybe it was lost in translation from the book to the film or book to the screenplay but um if this was lauded as this amazing you know world-changing work of fiction regardless of what language you speak or what culture you're from and and it turned into this Mostly garbage action sci fi uh, nonsense, like right. like Michael Chinese, Michael Bay kind of thing.
1: Oh, great, Michael you know, the, with Let's that, some stuff up.
0: that level of, of care put into characters and story and continuity and realism. Um, holy cow! I mean, I'm not gonna say it's not worth watching because it's a spectacle. Right, right. <laughs> and if you're curious, you check it out because it's on Netflix, and everybody's got Netflix, right? Right, right. But it was ridiculous and
1: pretty dumb. Okay, good to so, know. So anyway, Rob's reviews. Yeah,
0: I don't regret watching it though because uh, it was well, that's good. <laughs> it was a trip.
1: So yeah, let's uh, you want to talk about a topic? Yeah, what are you talking to about? We've we got a topic. So tonight I want to talk about um best practices for co-designing best practices for co-design so and the reason i want to talk about that um uh so yeah the reason i want to talk about that is because i um am co-designing a lot with neil but specifically uh we are about to embark on a journey we've never embarked on before him and i are meeting up in the last weekend of june in the middle of illinois uh Renting an Airbnb together, and mm. designing for about forty-eight hours. Um, right. Going to get your
0: nails done. So right. Yes, exactly. Gonna, yeah, going to sit in the hot tub together with yeah. a glass of wine.
1: Definitely. Really, really. Uh, no, we're not allowed right. to have fun. We are. We oh. will be designing the whole time. No, hopefully that al- will be fun. But um, <laughs> no fun allowed. But uh, but the mm. plan is we want to we want to get a couple games to the point where they're they're really good playtests. Uh-huh. Like we're playtesting them. They're looking good. Yeah. We can hopefully send some blind playtests out. Or if nothing else, we're ready for origins. Yeah. Um. You know, we've got a game that we're pitching right now, which is Compulsed. Um. We're working really hard on Three Coronations. Um. Right. Which I've talked about on the show before. It's very different than the time I pitched it on the show. Um, okay. Neil got his grubby hands on it and ah, made it way better, frankly. Uh, dirty man. So there's a board now and stuff, but it's it's What's, it's pretty cool. Right. Um. And we're real happy with with how it's working or well how it's going to work. Uh. We haven't we haven't done a, a proto yet. We're almost at that point. we want it. So that's one like we want to be testing. But I was like, you know, like I should lean on all these other co-designers that they're out there and mm-hmm. get some ideas from them about what their advice is for the best things we can be doing to make sure we're being efficient at co-designing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, so I tweeted about it, and yeah. I got quite a few responses. Good. And um, then I reached out to um, Nicole Amato, who does a lot of co-design, and John no. Gilmore, who does a lot of co-design, and just asked no. for thoughts from them as well, cool. directly, um, in case they didn't respond to my tweets, which says they didn't, which is fine, whatever. It's fine. I'd still like you guys, kind of. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got a lot of responses. Some were serious, some were not, because okay. uh, because some people uh, responded who were, you know... Um, yeah like pinch back and stuff so hey all right so without further ado here we go all right so i'm gonna give we're gonna i thought we could just kind of talk about yeah, these yeah, things yeah, as yeah. we go totally, totally. um yeah first first response is from ad potted meat you may know as neil roberts oh <laughs> that's right yeah that guy so he said like, do we know uh, that guy Uh, We do. Yeah. A little bit, a little bit. But no, this is actually really good. And this has been helping us. And Mm -hmm. that is write down every idea you have on a game, even if they seem dumb. It gives the project momentum. So no one designer is having to pick what direction to move next. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've done that a lot where we, I'm like, I've got this stupid idea. It's like, let me put it down there. And then sometimes we're like, oh, yeah. This is good. And other times you're like, that sucks. But that makes me think of this one thing.
0: Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, and I think, I mean, that's good advice for anybody in design or in, yes. in general, right? That's something I think you and I have talked about before, uh, or at least I know that I do, is that is that when I start thinking about something, I, I just open a Google Doc and start talking to myself, right? Right. Right. In, in the Google Doc and write down everything. And, and, and that might immediately be followed by, hey, that's a dumb idea, but I wrote it down. And I'm not going to go back and delete it because there's value to all those ideas. Right. And value to reading through those ideas and and see your thought processes and things. I agree.
1: Yeah. Next, Winsmith Games said, keep a document of action items that both designers are actively updating and adding to. Um, so I really like that one because Neil and I have like a shared document we use but yeah. it, it's basically what becomes the rules document so Neil's um, kind of in charge of that document because yeah. Neil's way better at writing rules and Neil knows that and yeah. I know that and everyone knows that everyone knows that um, so but that is one thing where I feel like sometimes I feel lacking in the fact that you know like We'll be like, okay, we're each going to do these things. And then later I'm like, wait, what? I was going to do which one? You were going <laughs> to yeah. do what one? I'm kind of lost about this. Yeah. So this is good advice to be actually making sure that when we put those action items out there, we're yeah. keeping those in the document that says, this is who's doing this, this yeah. week. That's a good idea. Um, I like that Absolutely. a lot. You're holding both people accountable to each other. Right. right. To themselves right. and to each other. Right. Yeah. It was funny. Steph was traveling last week and this week, but last week when she was traveling, uh, she was gone longer and there were just a lot going on. I was prepping for some different stuff. Um, I had a speaking engagement and so all this stuff and like Neil sends me a message. Hey, are you going to work on the game at all this week? <laughs> and I, I read it like that. Right. And I reply back. I'm like, I'm really sorry. Like I'm trying, but this is this, this, and this, and this. Yeah. He replies back. Oh no, it's cool. I was trying to see if I needed to do anything this week or if I could just ignore it too. I was like, <laughs> ignore away friend, ignore away. That's good. Um, Ben Pinchback said, and I, I'm happy to report that I'm already doing this huh get the other person to write the rules (laughs) donezo thanks neil that doesn't apply to you buddy (laughs) sorry (laughs) neil is way too anal about the rules to let me anywhere near them like he'll let me write something and then he'll change it all and i'm i'm totally comfortable with that one
0: one person in the relationship needs to be the sucker yes yeah right
1: (laughs) uh sarah reed uh euro gamer girl says be clear on who has the final say on what basically assign a lead designer so that when there's a disagreement the lead designer has the final say that doesn't mean for the whole game maybe just one person has the gameplay flow of the rules and one has the physical prototype etc oh and yeah. uh,
0: that's really smart advice i think it is um that so that though there has to be a lot of trust between the two people right. and a lot of faith and a lot of right Right. And that can't be abused either. That's right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And Neil and I have, when we're working together, we've uh, come to a couple points where, uh, one of the things in compulse where I, I mentioned this on the last episode when he was on, I just completely disagreed with his idea. I was like, this isn't going to work. And he's like, no, yeah. let's just try it. Yeah. And I promise if it doesn't work, we'll do your way. Yeah. And I was like, okay, good enough. And I was like, it's going to be so wrong. Right. And then he was totally he right. Was right. It yeah. worked yeah. great. But here's the thing. If he had been wrong, it's not like it'd have been like, I told you so. It would have been like, okay, cool. Well, let's try it my way. And he'd have been totally fine with that. Yeah. You know, because it's about trusting each other and saying, we're doing this together for a reason. Sure. Uh, if one of us feels, there was another thing we we're working on a piece and I, he said, could we do this? And I said, no, 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 no. Like this is this is the core. I need this to be in the game. And he was like, all right, if you feel that strongly about it, then mm. we should keep it in the game. That's good.
0: That makes me think of uh, of a, a disagreement I had with my wife recently.
1: It doesn't work like that, Rob. Well, so, so <laughs> co designing your life.
0: <laughs> I, it's it, it was it was a minor thing, as as all disagreements generally are. You know, it, my wife and I are really good about making major decisions together after. Many many evenings of conversation about it, right? And an intense evaluation. Now, I don't mean to sidetrack too much here. No, but, that's okay. Um, but we were we were getting in our uh, our uh, our SUV, kind of our kind of our grubby winter beater mm-hmm. vehicle, right? Yep. And I had bought a uh, phone mount from the dollar store for my phone, mm-hmm. and the only and the only thing that they had was a white one, which is ugly, yeah, right? and, yeah. and terrible. But I was like, you know what, it's a dollar and this is not our nice vehicle, so I really don't care. Right, right. <clears throat> and so I uh I I we got in the, the vehicle and I started up and I was like, Oh yeah, I wanna do this because I wanted to hang my phone on the thing. Yeah, right, yeah. right, which is nice. And um and so I ripped open the, I pulled it out of the center console and I ripped it open and I, and she's like, What is that? And I said, It's a phone mount. She said, It's white and I said, Yeah, it's the only one they had. And and she said, What are you gonna do with it? <laughs> So <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna put it on the dash, so I can mount my phone there. Well, where are you gonna put it? And I held it up to where it was gonna where it was gonna go. And she said, "I don't like it there." And I said, "Well, that's the only place for it to go." And she starts saying, "Well, but," and she <laughs> trying to think of another. She was trying to come up with a compromise, right? And I and I just peeled the 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 adhesive the thing off the adhesive back, and I stuck it where I <laughs> where I said it was gonna go. And she said, "But I don't like it there." And I said, "Well, I just did it." And I stuck my phone on it and I pulled out of the garage <laughs> and went on her way. And uh and and she didn't say anything else to me. I didn't say anything else to her about it. But she never drives that truck. So Well, that's I, the funny thing is I know she doesn't ever drive it. No, that. she hates driving that. She doesn't hate it, but she doesn't like driving it. Right. And, and if ever there was a time where the two of us would both need to be driving a vehicle at the same time, I would let her have the nice car because right. I don't care. Right. Yeah. So anyway, it's just funny. And I think also in that moment she she also was like, I mean, I I don't drive this, so it's a stupid thing to be mad about, but I'm still mad about it. Right. (laughs) So it was that it was that thing where where in that moment I was like, you know what? It's gonna be my way anyway, and I don't
1: care. And then the next time she drives it it mysteriously falls off.
0: Or or, yeah, or wherever or at the very least every
1: time she drives it, she
0: just gets angry
1: about it. Right. (laughs) That's great. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry side story all right next up (laughs) um isaac uh replies kind fortress and says to us make sure at least one of you is taking notes uh yeah generally with our team neil takes notes but i will also he'll be like can you add that in there and then i go in and add it in there and then he changes it but um i mean that in a nice way next (laughs) is from cover blown cover blown um and they uh this which is cover blown game on twitter uh they said uh as a very first step, make absolutely sure you are on the same page regarding the experience and genre you want for design.
0: Oh yeah. Um,
1: if your minds are aligned in this matter, making decision choices are gonna be much easier. One way to align is by playing similar games. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's that's good advice. And I
0: think when he means genre, he doesn't mean he does
1: not mean theme. Yeah, I think I
0: think right. he, he means right.
1: what what style
0: of game is no, it gonna be. Yeah, I yeah.
1: could you could make a theme about uh I'm gonna make a game about animals yeah. trying to save animals okay right. are you making endangered which is a serious game about trying to save animals right. or are you making uh some other game that's not like that's just some goofy zoo game. are you making right. madagascar the the board game right i mean the crappy mass market yeah game. i yeah. mean the thing is it could be you know i think that yes within that genre there's so much you can fit yeah. in well like let's i want to make a game about sushi okay are you making wasabi or are mm. you making sushi go? Because mm. those are very different games with very different themes. Right. You know, one has right. like anthropomorphic sushi, which yeah. is creepy when you think about eating it. Uh, the other one is just like... Oh, man, why did you out? say
0: that? Because now I, now I just kind of creeping me out. Yeah, I
1: know, right? Right. Um. So, anyways, that, I thought that was really good. Um, yeah, that is excellent advice. You know, and this, this kind of uh Neil and I do this like thing where he suggested this. He said. One of the things is, what's the goal of this game? What is the not to win? What is our goal as designers mm-hmm. for this game? What do we want to emote from people mm-hmm. for this? And and so we settle on that early on. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that's discussion, right? It's not yeah. always like, yeah, this is what I want. Right. Um, you know, with, with compulsed, it was easy for me to say, okay, this was my thing to start out with. This is what I need this game to do. Right. I need this game to give you an idea of what OCD feels like, because that's the whole point of the game. And he was mm-hmm. like, I'm on board. That's yeah. what we're doing. If he'd been like, I refuse to do that. We wouldn't have been able to do it together. Sure.
0: And, and we've talked about that. a similar idea in the past too. In, in when, when thinking about receiving feedback on your game as a solo designer, saying that, you know, you're going to get a lot of feedback when you're play testing stuff. And then, not all, of all all of it is valuable to you because because other people will have different goals or different expectations for what they want the game to be than you do. Right, and so it's important for you to hear all that feedback, but you don't necessarily need to take all of it because you need to make sure you're staying true to the vision or the goals right. that you have for your design, what you exactly. want your design to be, what you want to accomplish. Exactly. Yeah, and so and so I, I imagine, um, the, yeah, it's got to be a challenge to to do that between two people sometimes i hope Mm -hmm. i mean it sounds like so far you guys have largely been aligned yeah
1: and neil has been good about because the first three games that we've worked on all started as my idea right like here's the game i want to make um but i'm stuck can we do it together um he's he said like with three of coronations he made some really big sweeping changes yeah and several times he said does this still feel like the game you want it to feel like and i was like Yes, but kind of not, but that's okay Mm -hmm. because it feels better, right? It's capturing the spirit I was going for, Mm -hmm. but like in that case, he found a way to make it feel even more true to what I wanted than Mm -hmm. I realized that I wanted, you know, and that was, um, and that was just tweaking a few things of changing how you win and the fact that instead of being cooperative, it's competitive now. And, um, so you have to work together to not lose, but in the end, you know, it's Game of Thrones style, like only one of us can win. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Uh, John Texmo says, leave ego at the door. I think that is always a good, anytime Uh, you're doing anything in life. Anytime you're
0: working with other people, you gotta, you gotta swallow your ego.
1: Yeah. Um, this one made me laugh, um, because it's good advice from an idiot. Um, but, uh, (laughs) so it's Matt Riddle, as you probably guessed. (laughs) No, uh, (laughs) this made me laugh because Neil and I, we actually talked with us in the last episode. We've, we've had this issue where he said, find someone that you can be honest with. Which can and should include occasionally angry yelling, and it was the day I didn't yell at Neil, but I like got pissed when we when <laughs> the last level of Compulsed. I was like, this is this is stupid. This isn't going to work. People are going to hate this, and and I was wrong. Yeah. Uh. But it. But you know, at that time, I needed to get it out, and he was just super calm. He was like, it's no big deal. Whatever. We'll just try it, and if we hate it, we'll do something else. Yeah. And, uh. So yeah. So, thank you, Matt Riddle, for that. Also, Matt Riddle's a jerk, so he probably yells at poor Ben Pinchback all the time. I mean, I'm sure Ben, being a sweet, sweet angel, never yells at Matt, but Matt, man, he's probably terrible. Uh, The next one comes from Adam Hill uh, at Adam Hill Games. And he says, um, Number one, be committed to working through disagreements with respect. You will fight. Learn how to make that conflict productive. That's really good advice. Mm -hmm. Two, Be willing to trust each other without fear or concern for ego. The best possible ideas can emerge that way. Agreed. And then he said, Hey, any thoughts Clayton Hargrave, which I'm guessing he's his co-designer who said, I sure have some more thoughts. (laughs) Um, He said, I agree with Adam, but I also number three say, when you step away and gather your thoughts, what do you want to fight about? What you want to fight about can probably wait. And that willing patience will bring a constructive tone later. Number four, Be honest about how you feel and listen when they are honest back. It's okay to disagree on things, but you can't possibly know what those things are if they remain unvoiced concerns. To me, all of our previous points are moot unless you're honest about everything. Yes. Totally agree. Mm -hmm. To which Matt Riddle replied with a meme that said, oh, look, you're a special snowflake. To which Adam Hill replied, uh with a Michael Scott meme that said, why, why do you think you are the way that you are? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So Uh, yeah. Also Jonathan Weaver just wanted to say, Hey, I'm excited uh, because I went from zero to two designs that I'm co-designing and I want to do this well. So he's excited to hear what we have to say. I hope this is being helpful. Uh, Two more things. Okay. And
0: we promise builders that this is not going to just turn into a podcast where we read Twitter threads
1: no 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 this this is just (laughs) no this is i i really (laughs) because i'm new at this and we're going to dive in and do a really big deal with it i wanted people to advice you bet um you know we've been criticized before for just making things up as we go and this is me actually trying to get feedback
0: i'm actually i'm impressed how many people replied to this this is i was too some of the best uh, it sounds like you know one of the higher volume responses to anything we've sent out before which is awesome
1: right yeah uh, so, Nicole Amato's advice was, mm-hmm. respect your partner, but also respect your own ideas. Basically, find a balance between giving in too much and not giving up enough. Master the art of compromise. And then she said, this kind of sounds like Mary's advice, LOL. And then I said, but you married your co-designer. And she said, that's true. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but but that is, I think, really important, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, don't just always cave.
1: Right. Yes. Because if you always cave, your best ideas are going to possibly never come to fruition. Right. Right. Um, so I, I think that working with someone where you can challenge them respectfully is so important. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, and then the last one is from Mr. John Gilmore. His is super simple. Uh, he just said, uh, the biggest thing he thinks is important is good communication in general. Um, Mm -hmm. Uh, yes. So yeah, he said that to him, that is number one. And John Mm -hmm. Gilmore co-designs, I think more than any other designer on the planet. I feel like that's probably safe to say that. Yeah, Um, probably. He, I don't mean, he's, he's always, I mean, he pretty much exclusively co-designs because he loves working with other people. Right. And, you know, also I think that, um, he sees that, um, it helps him get more games done. Right. Sure. And, uh, And I know Neil and I've experienced that with what we've been working on. Um, hence the you know the weekend getaway to try right. and do more, um, and if this goes, if this yes, it's going to be right. very romantic. So it's candlelit dinners, so. So, right? So yeah, there's, there's some bars nearby, so we can get some grub. Good, uh, and also yeah. um, take take a little bit back to the room. Right, it's not a room; it's a whole house. <laughs> we a have. whole
0: house. Oh boy, so. yeah. So oh. so,
1: um, so this is going to be up with still a good week or two before I'm going to go. So oh, okay, um, designers out there. Mm-hmm give me your best ideas of what to bring on this trip that i might to be thinking of. So here's what mm-hmm. I've already got on the list. And please don't just give me scented candles and stuff. Like I really want, that's funny. <laughs> oh, <man>. That's funny. <laughs> you and I, the joke I'm okay with you. Uh, I'm okay with you thinking that's funny and that's totally fine. But, um, I think it's funny. Right. Yeah. I think it's funny too, but I really need some good advice. And so if everybody just sends a bunch of jokes, that's not going to help. So, uh, we're both bringing laptops. I'm bringing my printer yeah, so that, that we yeah. can rapid prototype stuff. Uh, i'm bringing uh that i learned from doing uh um all the different meeting facilitation and stuff uh, where we used to work mm. uh and the design stuff uh i'm gonna bring the huge sticky paper that we can put on the wall because mm-hmm. I, I would like us to work on one new design we've never touched before mm. that way we can do like an active brainstorming of we're all here to we're here to well, all two of us are here mm-hmm. together yeah. let's bang through this right sure um so so yeah mm-hmm. yeah good um but I want to know other people's ideas of things. Yeah. I'm going to bring a ton of extra components so that we can, I mean, I've got the big design kit with tons of components It's mm-hmm. so that we always have enough bits and everything to be swapping things out to test different things.
0: Yeah. Um trying to think of other stuff that might be worthwhile.
1: You know, paper cutter. Do you, do you,
0: do you have a paper cutter? I
1: bought one. That one you have. I yeah. tried it. I hated it. I returned it. Really? I oh, couldn't get right. it to cut straight like even with one sheet it wouldn't cut yeah. clean or straight
0: it's not great for precision those those big yeah. swing arm ones yeah Do you, you never bought
1: one of the small no no okay. I, honestly like, I bought a pair of titanium brand scissors mm-hmm. and those have been the best things ever they've been sharp for years yeah Um, I like the way they feel in my hand like cutting okay. stuff so yeah so, yeah I I do I still
0: like my little like one sheet at a time slide paper cutter I like right. it a lot the the swing arm one the more I've used it the the less happy I've been with it it's it's not right. good for precision yeah not
1: at all like one sheet of paper and it's like mm-hmm. tearing like yeah but it, but
0: if I'm you know because a lot of the stuff I'll do if I'm doing tableaus or something like when I was working on uh, hard point I was doing half sheet character sheets mm-hmm. it was easy to print out you know ten pages of those with two up per page and as long as I planned ahead and made enough enough buffer in between them that i could just cut you know uh, 10 pages at once and have have 20 copies of that right you know right away you know and and right. so for, but for, if you
1: didn't have enough buffer you were cutting stuff off right that's
0: true right yeah. yeah so so i i had to think about that in advance but but i've gotten accustomed to that and it's not that And i, I
1: mostly out. cut out cards yeah which need true. some precision yeah if you want to be able to fit them in the sleeves mm-hmm so um so for me scissors are the way to go and mm-hmm. i can use scissors while i'm watching tv like i just drop that on the ottoman yeah. and i just chick, 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 maybe i have shaky know? hands i don't so. know
0: but i just i like the precision of the of the, the smaller cutter oh.
1: no i feel like yeah. i nail it with the thing i mean enough it's not perfect but it's yeah, good sure. enough good for enough. for prototyping all right so but if anybody has any other ideas by all means uh yeah. throw them out there we're going to bring a couple games i think uh i said to neil or uh, i've we have to talk to him Rob. but I've, I've been making a list i want to uh, pick a couple games like shorter games that are unique that we know the other guy hasn't played yeah that we feel like are inspiring yeah and bring those a good idea. to like um like I've always wanted to show him lawless uh, mm-hmm. that original Bruno Catalis game right, right, like right. so there's a lot of unique things in that I don't see used a lot yeah. that um like I feel like would be some good inspiration
0: yeah right um on. yeah and things like highlighters and and colored sharpies yep, and yep. all that kind of stuff right
1: yeah I always have that in my design kit I've got that the yeah. badass thing of uh Sharpies that I bought. You've used those before? Yeah. Uh, it's like eight colors. It's the whole dang rainbow. Right. They're really bright and yeah. uh so I use those a lot for rapid prototyping with yeah. if I need to mark a card with a color yep. uh on the front and that works real mm-hmm.
0: well. Uh you might want to consider just, you know, going to to the dollar store and getting four or five decks of cards for 99 cents each or something, you know? So you have just That's some a bad bit, idea. Yeah. yeah. So,
1: yeah. So thought, so anyways, yeah. Uh, builders, if you have any other ideas, yeah. call us or tweet at us or email us because I'd love to hear your ideas. Yeah. Um, 770 Yeah, The worst thing you can do is give me a bad idea and I just won't bring that thing. Yay. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, nothing to lose. Now, Rob's going to pitch a
1: game. Yeah, you're going to give me a pitch challenge. I am. I'm just going to give you a name and you can do anything oh. you want with it. Oh, that sounds good. So, I, so I wanted to uh, come up with an idea, uh, a name that was weird. And really could be anything but that you'll hate so I went with alliteration okay right so the first word <laughs> uh, so, uh, I already so I, hate the it. first word popped into my head uh-huh. then I was like I need a name that I need a word that alliterates with that uh-huh. and I couldn't think of any that made sense so I just made one whatever I wanted ready mm hmm mm-hmm. mm-hmm origami origami tsunami, <laughs> origami tsunami. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. it's a good name it's a I pretty don't good name know yeah. what what game that would be oh, but yeah. uh yeah so
0: do you have to fold origami I, in the process
1: I, origami tsunami everything origami else tsunami tsunami. is up to you
0: See, i don't think you can actually assemble the origami yourself because uh, because you you know you'd run out of supplies right Probably true. So I think it's and and I also don't think you want. May, so okay. So I think I think the game there are game pieces in it, right? And you could use. Th- there are just like chipboard tokens with the things printed on them, but the game also comes with some sheets of colored paper, some squares of colored paper, and it's set a set of you know an instruction booklet for you to fold your own game pieces. I think I think that you have to have that. Yeah. So you got oh, options. Okay. Here's what it is actually. So it's like uh, there's there's different origami animals and 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 it's like i think it's i think it's like a an, a, a monster combat game or something and and so i hope there's a grid there's <laughs> i don't think there is a grid jason i don't think there is a grid so so i i think i think yeah so so it's some kind of combat thing um and so you could fold up you could fold up some animals and some shapes and things to be your, your combatant. Um, but, um, but you don't have to be, you sh- you're encouraged to, I guess technically you wouldn't need to, but you're encouraged to. And that's, that's just in case, you know, a little kid tries to do it and screws up or something and ruins the paper that's in the box. It's not the end of the world. Kid would probably still cry. That's a shame.
1: <laughs> that's that's great rob that's great um
0: maybe i don't like combat what am i thinking here i thinking it's origami tsunami so it's about an overpowering force so i think you have to you're building up to the origami tsunami it could be origami animal surfing it could be that a tsunami is kind of a scary thing though realistically right especially in japan tsunamis
1: are really destructive oh yeah yeah hmm. um maybe that name is uh maybe that name is a bit uh not nice, it's too catchy though to to <laughs> like uh, that's a reason to not care if something is is not like triggering people. well, it's oh, it sounds catchy. I don't,
0: I don't know. well, i'm gonna I'm gonna. I'm going to say, well, let's not worry about the cultural implications here just yet. The, the socioeconomic economic To repercussions.
1: be fair, it didn't completely, didn't even think about the fact that there have been tsunamis over that way that have been huge problems. And have, for, I mean, I for know thousands that. of yeah, years I of, just of history. Was, uh, I was just thinking um, that the words sounded really cool together. They do sound good together, though. I mean, it's, it's like Nazi Yahtzee, right? I mean, like, how do you not make that game? It's a joke. That's Nobody, not funny. Nobody that make game. that game, but I get where you're coming from. Unless. Nope. And no, 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 no. That's the end. Unless somehow rolling the dice had you killing Nazis. And then maybe Quentin Tarantino could make a movie out of that.
0: He probably would. He'd make a joke about it, at least in a movie.
1: Yes. All right.
0: Um, okay. For some reason, I'm thinking, I'm feeling, I'm thinking and I'm feeling about this being a a kind of a deck culling game. I, for some reason, that feels right to me. Is that it? Yeah, I think that's it. And oh, okay, okay, here's where I'm going here. here's where I'm going here all oh, right you want this is where I'm going, okay, so I think that you've got <clears throat> I think it's it's it and you start you start with a deck of cards right uh uh and uh I think it's gonna have to be it's gonna have to be a separate deck for each animal character, oh, okay, I think it is gonna have
1: to be so you could still have the origami character to put on top of the deck,
0: right, right. Uh, it's it's almost like your player marker kind of thing, yeah. Whatever. Anyway, so so I think I think it, and it might be. I think this is up to a four player game. So so what you're doing? So um okay. So ah okay. This is see now this is all coming together, Jason. So we've got a board on the uh a board on the table, right? And we've got um. A grid on the board. Oh, we've got it's. I think it's a map of Japan. Okay. I think it's just a map of Japan. I think that's what it is. And so it's um. Uh, uh, what you're so it's it's like an area control game. I think is what it is. Mm-hmm. It's an area control game, and so what you're doing is is uh, uh you are you're playing cards to to um and they give you abilities to to um, collect pieces, and then they are just gonna say cubes. So you have colored cubes, and everybody has their own separate color. We'll say red, green, yellow, and white. Because okay. blue are the tsunami cubes. That's a fifth color of cube that's off oh, the side. Okay. Okay. So, um, um, uh, this, this is still coming. This is still. I'm, I'm working on this here. But I. So, so you've got you've got uh you've got this map of the Japan, Japan that it's divided into into regions in some some way, um, and uh, and you're playing cards from your deck to um, to uh to either collect. Uh, cubes in your color, or collect cubes in the tsunami color. Because um, because each player can only they can collect cubes in the tsunami color or in their specific character color. Right? That's cool. Two <clears> colors, right? Um, and and you're you're playing those cards to do that. Um, and you can also play those cards in order to move your cubes around. And everybody has like a starting region, and you want to be able to, to expand. You know, uh, yeah, so so there's got to be something around about about accumulating and moving things around. Now there will come a time though where um you where everything all the spaces available are, are going to fill up. Um, they're going to fill up, and um the way that you that you expand beyond that is not to. Not to like attack, like in risk, but to to build up a tsunami, and so to try and sweep a large swath of the other areas all mm. in one go, mm-hmm. and you do that with tsunami cubes. Right now, um, you can play those cards to to get um, to get things, and you're only going to get a limited number of those. But every time you you completely discard a card from your deck. Um, uh, so I think that's how you get tsunami cubes. Okay, so you can only you're, so you're playing your cards to get your own re- your your own your own guys, um, but in order to get tsunami cubes, you have to actually discard the card from your deck, goes back to the game box, and it's out of the game. So that's how you get tsunami cubes. Um, and so so what you what what you're doing there is as is you're playing these things and you're moving your guys around, you're claiming territories, and you're going to get to a point where where you, you everything's full and you got to build up, and then and and the only way to keep expanding is to to wash wash your opponent away or wash more than one of your opponents away with a tsunami and so you're discarding cards from your from your deck um, in order to to get tsunami cubes and you have to reach a certain threshold when you can unleash the tsunami um, and uh, I think there has to be a specific card in your deck that allows you to trigger the tsunami that's the only card you can't get rid of. And there's probably more, more than one of those cards in your deck I, I think I think your deck's probably only like, like 25 to 30 cards anyway okay so you're going to cycle through it relatively quickly um and so tsunami cubes are tsunami cards the only cards you can't discard to get cubes right um so the game is going to end as soon as one player has nothing left in their deck but tsunami cards Mm, mm -hmm. yep um and then then they do their final tsunami and then that's it for the game, right? All right. And 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 so when they when they wash when they do that and they wash out the other cubes from the other areas, of course they then have to be able to move their own pieces into those available spaces, right? Right. And and I think I think that's the basic structure of that. Um, and I think it's probably like Risk, you know, it's it's better as a three or four player game than it is as two. It's probably a little boring with two, honestly, because Risk isn't great with two, right? Um, yeah, I mean, not it, bad. it gets down to two at some point, but I think that's a basic structure to origami tsunami.
1: Yeah, that could be fun.
0: Right. That could be fun. And origami might be allegorical for certain cultures or something, or for warring factions. Right. You know. Right. Um. Uh. That's you. you know. I, I'm not sure. There. There would have to be research done to make sure that you're not you know, doing some kind of cultural appropriation. Of course, of course. Or, yeah. 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 So. Right. You're being sensitive to, to things like that. Um, it, but also it, by making it origami instead of specific cultures or specific factions might make it more broad, more general so that you don't, so it actually maybe pr- makes that a little easier or a mm-hmm. little less, a little less of a thing to, uh, to be concerned about. It's actually not a bad idea.
1: It's not a bad idea, there. Well, this makes me happy that I didn't go with my other idea, which uh-huh. was origami pastrami. So origami pastrami <laughs> <laughs> was the first thing that popped into my head. Well, let's work on origami pastrami here. Let's yeah. see. I think.
0: Uh, I think you, what you have to do is you have to you You're cutting meat and making origami. You're you're folding pieces of paper into the shapes of you know uh, sliced deli meats uh tomatoes and onions and lettuce right. and then you're stacking them so it becomes a dexterity game.
1: Yeah, that's that's a terrible <laughs> idea. <laughs> Origami pastrami. On rye. Yeah. So all right. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, uh, all right. yeah, that's a thing. I think it's an idea. Cool.
1: Yeah. I
0: think that does it for us. Does it? All right. It does. Okay, cool. Well, thanks everybody for listening to the show. I promise when we come back next week, I will not sound like a terrible person. I don't I was trying to think of a funny joke there and I just don't have it in me right now. Um I'll tell you what, Jason, before I came over here I, I cleaned the cat boxes. I almost passed out because cause that was the most labor I've done in the last five days <laughs> and it was exhausting. And it was just scooping the cat box <laughs> which took about wow. five minutes. Anyway. Um Wow. Yeah. It's time for me to go home and drink a bunch of NyQuil. Uh, So, builders, if you want to get in touch with us, you can send us an email. Excuse me, a little cough break there. You can uh, send us an email to buildingthegamepodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at podcastbtg. Jason is at jaslingerlin. I am at poorly underscore designed. You can like us on Facebook and give us a five-star review on iTunes and... Wherever else you can find good podcasts, um, you can uh, send an email at, buildingthegamepodcast at gmail.com. Maybe I already said that. I don't remember. Our website is buildinggamepodcast.com And, of course, our Google voice number is 770 BGG. Uh, and uh, we'll do this again next week. Like Jason said, we've got an exciting interview lined up for next week. We're we're looking forward to it. Gonna gonna announce some uh, some stuff pretty soon here. Also, we just
1: say what we're gonna announce. Okay. So next week, yeah. You know what? No, I'm not. No. We're gonna announce <laughs> something to do with? with the 2019 IDC. IDC. So here's the here's what I'm gonna tell you about the 2019 IDC. Yeah everyone has already been set. We have everyone. We have everyone in place. Everyone is in place. All the pieces are on the board. Yes. Uh, Now it's time to start telling you who they are. Right. So So thank you again to
0: everybody who put in their application for the IDC to
1: become a, yep. a finalist we appreciate all that and uh, we do have two two people who submitted an application That's and right. it turns out that they hated each other so it worked out perfect So it's handy because we yeah.
0: stopped trying to gin up uh, you
1: know yeah. reasons for people to hate each other yeah. so it turns out that since these people actually hate each other it's just it's yay Canadian. right yeah. thank goodness thank goodness I'm thank relieved thank goodness all so less they don't even fight. know who they are yet they just, you know, because I saw how much hate they have, right? Uh, and so I thought we probably shouldn't tell. So them. you didn't tell them who each other are yet? yeah Oh, no. that's good news. Yeah. I
0: thought you you already no. looped everyone no. in. Does the other person
1: know? Will be on the email when I loop everyone in. That's oh, that's good news. No. Okay. Only one person besides you and I. Uh huh. Know who everyone is. Oh, good. Right. I'm going to bet you can guess who that person I is, but you're not going to say not, it. I'm not going to say it. But in two weeks, in two weeks, that person is going to be on the show. Okay. right, that'll be a be fun great. episode. I'm yes. really forward to that episode. That's going to be a really fun episode, guys. Mm-hmm. I tell you, I'm not going to tell you why, but it's going to be really fun. It's gonna be fun, yeah. yeah.
0: We're we're doing it upright. We are. Yeah. We're All right. right. So my voice definitely needs to be back in shape right, for like, right. the next recording session.
1: So yeah. All right. Cool. That's it. Good, good night. night. Yeah! yeah. yeah.
0: Building the Game is a co production of imminent entertainment and poorly designed studios. All ideas presented by Rob and Jason are the property of the Building the Game podcast. We sure hope you'll join us again soon. Until next time. Dial 770 Tell BTG.
1: Please don't use the email.